We come into the world and we are given the most powerful tool, but we aren't handed a user manual for it. I am talking about our mind. This is Emily from EssentiallyM.com and I am obsessed with mindset, manifestation, and spiritual alignment. I study NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, which is the deep understanding of the subconscious mind and how we can actually program and use it to create health, success, and happiness in our lives because our thoughts are truly our most powerful tool. If you are ready to create a life that you are absolutely in love with and live in a reality that is better than your dreams, then stick with me and consider this your weekly dose of free coaching. Welcome to the Miracle Mindset. Hey, it's me. I just wanted to let you know that if you are into personal development like I am, then you might be interested in the journals I created to help myself walk through a morning and evening routine. This, of course, is a habit of the world's most successful people, but I always found it so, so overwhelming. They start and end their day with things like journaling, affirmations, intention setting, clarity, evaluations, and check-in, self-care actions, of course, like moving their body or stretching or taking deep breaths or meditating. And it was just so overwhelming. I didn't know where to start, which ones to do, which ones not to do, and felt like I didn't have time to do it all. So this all led to the creation of my morning and evening ritual journals, which I am proud to announce are now available on Amazon. All you have to do is search the morning ritual journal by Emily Ann Brandt or the evening ritual journal by Emily Ann Brandt. It's the first one that comes up anyway. And I hope you'll get both. You'll get free shipping if you do. And I know these will change the game for you like they did for me. So with that, let's get back to our show. Hey, welcome back to The Miracle Mindset. This is episode 16. I cannot believe we're already 16 episodes in. It's been so much fun. And I just want to quickly say I really appreciate you tuning in today and listening because I do know there are so many options books and podcasts and things you could be listening to or watching right now. So I really appreciate you being here and I don't take that for granted. Today what we are talking about is scarcity versus abundance mentality and how to tune into an abundance mentality. What is an abundance mentality? What is scarcity mentality and why does it matter? This was such a popular post when I posted about this on my Instagram page that I think you guys really will enjoy hearing more about it and hearing me expand on it and and giving you actual examples so that you can start to apply this right away to your own thoughts and your own life. So scarcity versus abundance mentality is basically the difference between the way that poor versus wealthy people think and unfulfilled, sad, scared, competitive, or jealous people versus happy, giving, encouraging, generous, very fulfilled people and how they think. It really makes all the difference. An even simpler explanation of it is you're either acting out of fear or you are acting out of love and faith. A lot of people believe that we are always only ever acting out of fear at its core, right? Jealousy at its core, anger at its core is always fear. And love is always faith and trust and abundance. So 
your thoughts create your reality, right? Hopefully we all know this by now, but as much as it does blow my mind because I am kind of immersed in this world of people who are into law of attraction and, you know, life coaches and manifestation experts, and I'm kind of immersed in this world of people who are into this type of thing, it still shocks me that people don't know about law of attraction and manifestation, what all that is. So I'm just going to give a quick overview, if you're new to this concept, super quickly, that like attracts like, and everything is a vibrational energy. So similar to how you have to tune into a certain radio channel, right? A certain radio station. You have to tune in, dial into that station in order to pick up the uh, frequency, the channel. The law of attraction is activated when we direct our focus and our attention to a specific outcome and then we tap into those feelings, those vibrations of having the thing we want or being the person we want to be. We have to tap in and be an energetic vibrational match. And then the law of attraction can't help but match up like and like energy. So this is how you can, with negative energy or by focusing what you don't want, you can actually attract those things you don't want because like attracts like. You think negative thoughts, you attract negative situations. You think positive thoughts, you think you attract positive situations. That's the most basic way of explaining it. And pretty much episode, every episode that I do touches on this concept of law of attraction. And as I've already told you guys, there is so much more than just closing your eyes and visualizing what you want and it'll come to you. There's a lot more involved with the art of manifestation, but I can't get into all of that in today's episode. What I do want to do for you today is do a deeper dive on this scarcity thinking versus abundance mentality and how I'm going to give you some specific examples of how you can reframe some of the thoughts and some of the things you might have said because you are the thinker of your thoughts. That is something you are in control of and only you are in control of. So you need to take responsibility for that. It's time to take responsibility for that. Nobody forces thoughts into your head. You can consciously choose them. Yes, we have a lot of stuff going on in our subconscious mind, a crazy amount. Most people don't even realize how much information is being processed by our subconscious mind. But ultimately, it's all controlled by our filter, our mind. We tell it what to focus on. We tell it what's important. And you are the thinker of your thoughts. You are the captain of this ship, right? So you are in control. So if you catch yourself saying some of the phrases that I'm going to mention of how scarcity mentality works, that's okay because you can consciously choose to reframe them. So even if you think them in the next couple of days after listening to this episode and you catch yourself, you can stop and you can say, okay, I forgive that thought and I choose again and you can reframe it. If it's something you say out loud, you can also catch yourself and correct yourself and reframe it. And keep. And the practice of doing this is going to train yourself to become more and more natural at just thinking from that abundant place. And once you're thinking from this abundance mentality, you'll notice more abundance in your life. You might notice random Uh, You might get unexpected gifts from people or free groceries from somewhere or an extra check from somewhere, uh, bonus income. And so a lot of people think, well, I can't attract magical extra bonus money because I work on a fixed salary or I have a fixed hourly rate. 
but you can attract money and miracles from just about anywhere. And the how it's going to happen is not your job, right? The how is not our job. It's only the what. What do you want to attract? Money or scarcity? Because if you want to stay poor, then you better keep thinking the same thoughts that got you there. If you want to be wealthy and abundant and generous and happy, then it may or may not be time for a mindset shift, depending where you are. So it's always good to practice this. Even I am still constantly practicing this and reframing things and how can I say that? So let's just get into some of the examples that I have for you. Oh, but first one more thing. So abundance mentality believes that there's always enough. Money is an unlimited resource. It's a renewable resource. And there may even be more than enough to go around. Scarcity mentality believes that there is never enough. There's not enough. There's a pie in the sky. And if I take too much, then there won't be enough for everyone else. Okay. So that's the major difference in the belief systems. So who's ready to reframe some thoughts and get some examples? I have written down here some examples here for scarcity and then how to reframe it into an abundance mentality. How to start thinking like the wealthy. Think and grow rich, right? (laughs) Read that book by Napoleon Hill if you haven't done that yet. As well as there's so many great money books out there and so many of them have to do with just your mind. Because your mind is such a powerful tool, right? I say it right in my intro for this podcast. It's the most powerful tool we have is our mind. But we weren't given a user manual for it. We aren't taught about this stuff in school. So I love that you're diving into podcasts and things like this and, and taking it upon yourself to work on this stuff. So good for you. Okay, so an example of a scarcity mentality thought might be, oh, I have to pay for gas. Gas is so expensive right now. I have to put gas in my car. An abundance mentality would be, yes, I have the money to put gas in my car. Thank you, bank account. Thank you. And I actually made a habit. I can't remember where I heard this idea, but I've started forming a habit that every time I use my debit card, you know how typically here in the city, it's pay at the pump, right? So we all pay for our gas. We put in our debit card or credit card at the pump. So every time I put my credit card into the pump, I whisper thank you. I'm like, thank you, bank account. Thank you, money. I'm so grateful that I have money to put gas in my car because that is a luxury. That's not something everyone has. A lot of people don't even have a car to put gas in. So whether the price is crazy high or it's a decent price or it's low, I always say thank you, whisper thank you. Another one is, oh, groceries are so expensive. And again, I do the same thing every time I pay for groceries with my debit card or credit card, typically I do debit, I whisper thank you and I think thank you. And that's a trigger. So you can find physical things or actions that are a trigger for your thoughts so you remember to say or think certain things. And one of my triggers is every time I'm putting my my debit card into the machine to pay, that's my trigger to go, oh, thank you. And I whisper thank you to my bank account, to the universe and to God for the money. Thank you. I can afford groceries. I can afford healthy food to sustain myself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the easy access to food. Thank you for the easy access to healthy food. You know, everything. Another one is the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, right? How long have we heard that one? Uh, So my reframe for that is those two 
people, the rich and the poor, are completely unrelated. Someone might have more, and it doesn't take from the poor person unless they directly stole from them. It has nothing to do with it. Money is literally paper. Paper can be reprinted. Money is a currency. Money is energy. We are energy. Okay? We are vibrating. We are energy. We are attracting things at all times. So you get to choose what you're going to attract, bad or good. Another one could be I'd love to purchase this training or this course for my future success, but it's way too expensive. I can't go into any more debt. I don't have the money. I'm over overwhelmed with debt already. Or invest in a certain maybe machinery or material or technology that you need. And the abundance thinker is going to say, I invest in my success because it's inevitable. So I leverage money, aka credit card. It's leveraged money for future success. And millionaires bet on themselves. So that is what I tell myself when I purchase a course or I purchase something. And I love to invest in trainings. I love to invest in mentors, especially ones that are going to help me with my mindset because I know that's my most valuable asset. That's my most important tool. And I also know that my success is absolutely inevitable. I have complete faith. And like I said, millionaires bet on themselves. So are you going to be a millionaire and bet on yourself? Or are you going to be somebody who's afraid and scared and worried that you're never going to make it back and make your money back and you're not willing to bet on yourself? Another one is that's expensive. That's a hard, this is a hard word to reframe. But what I have been saying is that's luxury. You know, that handbag is so luxury. That painting is so luxury. That table is so luxury. That, that sofa is so luxury. And that's a reasonable price. Or I'll get that soon. I'll save up for that. Right? If I don't think it's a reasonable price, then those words aren't going to affect me and hurt me if I don't actually want the item. And I go, oh, I think that's priced higher than... I think it's worth and therefore I'm not interested in it, right? That's really what expensive to me has such a negative meaning. But if it's priced high, but you know you want it and it's something you would love to have, then fine. Tell yourself you're going to have it. You're going to, maybe instead of saying that's expensive, you say, how can I afford this? How can I save up for this? And you make it exciting. How could I make this happen? for myself because this would bring a lot of joy. This is something I would love to have. Same thing with we can't afford that. So instead you're gonna say, let's see how we can buy that or afford that, or let's see how we can save. I have no money right now. I can't go out, I can't do anything. I have no money right now. How many of you guys have heard your friends or have been the friends saying that when you're feeling pressured to go out and do social activities, but how do you avoid talking about the fact that you don't have any money right now? A brilliant reframe for this that I heard a couple of years ago from Tiffany Peterson was to say, I'm choosing to save money right now, but thank you for the invite. I'm creating my abundance right now. Thank you so much. I'm choosing to save money. I love that. I freaking love that. It's genius. Another one 
is oh i already did that one if i make more others will have less guys there's no pie in the sky there's no it doesn't make sense to think that because you have more others will have less that's just not how it works if you have more and you're the type of person who has a caring loving heart and you care you want to help others money can help you do that but you need to already be in a place of doing that right now even when you have very little do what you can give what you can serve how you can right but when you have more money guess what you can vote with your dollar you can make more change by voting with your dollar let's say you care about fair labor wages for clothing but when you're in a scarcity mentality and you don't have a lot of money coming in you can't exactly buy everything that's made fair trade and fair from companies that pay their laborers fair wages, right? But when you have more money, you can choose to support companies that pay their employees properly. And you can actually find a lot of this information online. Another way you could vote with your dollars is maybe you really care about a, a farming companies and food that treat animals properly or companies that are focused on helping the environment instead of adding to the pollution. Sometimes these items or these companies will cost money and you can vote with your dollar when you have more money and support more causes that you care about. It doesn't in any way take away from others. There's no pie in the sky, as my friend Catherine Zinkina always says. You having more does not equate to other people having less unless you're directly stealing from their bank account, which I don't think you are unless you are a criminal. Money only magnifies who you are. I could do a whole deep dive on this because a lot of people think that having money makes you greedy it makes you do bad things, it changes your integrity, it changes your morals. We see all these shows that love this concept and they dramatize it and they make it look like the wealthy are so scandalous and always doing awful things and killing people for money even. And yes, that can happen, but guess what? Those people were already like that before they had money. Money only magnifies who you already are. If you are generous, you're going to be even more generous. If you're kind, you're going to be even more kind. If you're helpful, you're going to be even more helpful. <clears throat> it only magnifies who you already are. If you're greedy, you're going to be greedy on a bigger scale. Money is power. And some people might even get annoyed hearing me talk like that. And that just goes from these deep-rooted beliefs that money should not equal power and money shouldn't matter and we need to be humble and not have any but here's the truth is that we were brought onto this physical material plane so i don't think we would have come here if we weren't meant to desire and want material physical things and the truth is that money affords you opportunities to be do and have the things that you want so it's it's one of our most important forms of energy and it's important that we be in the proper energetic alignment with it so that we can attract attract more of it to us <clears throat> okay so i hope this ramble is making sense here another one another example is i can't afford to donate right now 
versus I cannot outgive God. This is ugh, this is so true. When you realize this, and when you practice giving with faith, so many millionaires that I've studied or listened to their books or their interviews, so many of them started out with almost nothing in their bank account. And all of them, when they were asked, what did you do when you only had $5 to your name? And they said, give it away. I gave it away. Which to us may sound crazy. Like, why would you give away your only $5? How are you going to survive? That is called having absolute faith in God and the universe. When you are willing to give, you put yourself in this energy of abundance. You put yourself in this energy of keeping money in a healthy flow. So almost every single book I've read on money, every single successful millionaire, billionaire, so many of them say that an important step in creating their massive wealth was giving. I read The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker, and he actually has a whole a section on the importance of giving, and he, he donates, I think it's he allots 10% to a give account and 10% to a play account, 10% to an investment account. And he breaks it down by percentages of what you should be doing to manage your money. Even when you only have a few dollars to your name, you need to start managing your money. And this is me going down a whole nother rabbit hole too. This is why I'm probably going to create a whole course around money, managing mind, money and, and your money mindset. But yeah, it's such a good book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. T. Harv Ecker and there's so many books that speak to like the law of tithing and giving a tenth of your money away and that's how so many people create even more with their money is they actually give it away keep it in a healthy flow and that's not being greedy right so that's going to help you be in a better state be in a better energy feel great about what you're doing with your money and attracting more of it back to you so I can't afford to donate right now versus I can never outgive God. So I'm going to donate with whatever I can with absolute faith and certainty and not expecting anything in return, but knowing that you can never outgive God. It's so true. <coughs> Excuse me. So another one is I'll give money when I'm rich versus this is something Tony Robbins once said is that if you cannot give $1 out of every $10 that you have, how do you expect to give $100,000 away when you have a million? Because that would be 10%, right? How on earth are you going to bring yourself to give away $100,000 to your favorite charity or to an important cause if you can't give up $1 out of 10? So just start giving. No matter how much money you have, you know, start giving more. Start treating more when you go out for lunch with someone when you go out for coffee with someone and just have faith that it'll come back to you and that is to do with the law of cause and effect aka the law of karma and so many more things that I could get into but I really am going down so many rabbit holes today so let's stay focused on the scarcity versus abundance mentality that was actually that was quite a few examples. Those were the main examples that I thought of. You can see some more on my Instagram. If you go to at essentially M, you'll see a chart a few posts back. It's actually posted on my bio, so you can find that there. With some more examples of scarcity thinking and then a reframe for it. So let me know if this episode was helpful. If the chart is helpful, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. That's my favorite place to hang out. 
So connect with me there, send me a DM, comment on something, and screenshot this episode if you enjoyed it, if you found it valuable and juicy, and tag me on Insta letting me know your thoughts. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved today's episode, please leave me a review on iTunes or screenshot this episode and share it on your social media and tag me at essentially M, essentially E-M-M to let me know your thoughts or send it to a friend who needs to hear this message today and keep the love going. Connect with me on Instagram if we aren't friends on there yet at essentially M. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next episode.